Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So should sellers have optimization systems in place and can you give some examples? Yes, yes, yes. So the way we look at stuff, so we've built our own software and we're continuously building out software um, that really automates everything from, from start to finish. Um, we actually have a free tool um, to manage your budget on uh, PPC Rev, PPC Revolution, it's ppcrev.com. But the, the basic premise is you got to look at your total spend. So your true ACoS, uh, that is the one number that you really have to know. Um, so it's very simple. You spent, um, so, so you want to organize, right, your products in, in portfolios on, on the campaign manager. And then, okay, so the last the last week, let's say, you look at it on a weekly basis, the last week for, you know, screwdriver A, I'm going to be stuck on screwdriver. I get incredibly uncreative when I have these conversations. I literally cannot think of another product <laughs> once I have <laughs> a screwdriver. That's it. Well, Andy and, and I, water our favorite, yeah, we, we always do water bottle. That's our favorite because <laughs> it's the only thing that's near us on the desk. Yeah, it's, just, you know? it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, like it's a funny. Oh, okay. So if, uh, if we had like, uh, let's say, uh, let's say a glass, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or I do this sometimes. Let's say, uh, you know, one of those cell phone uh, holders. Um, yeah. So what was the question? I forget. <laughs> The question was, should sellers have optimization systems in place? And what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, main, the main system that, that we keep, I say the main, it's, it's one of the, the important fundamental numbers that we look at is true ACoS. So um, you got the screwdrivers, right? Uh, maybe you have other tools like, hmm, let me think, hammers. <laughs> so, so the screwdrivers will have a whole bunch of campaigns because there are all kinds of things you want to do. You want to run automatics, you want to run different kinds of manuals, high performance keyword um, in, in one campaign, you want to run um, low bid um, keywords in another, another campaign. So you got maybe seven, eight campaigns and you have a portfolio for that. So on a weekly basis, without any software, just check in and see, okay, so I spent $700, we did 7,000 total sales on screwdrivers, you track your reports, sales by parent ASIN, you sold, uh, you know, how many variations you have in there, it doesn't matter, right? So you look at parent ASINs, you sold $7,000 worth of screwdriver, and here's, the, here's the, the, real, the real number you gotta look at. So I sold $7,000, I spent $700, it's all good, right? So what's my ACoS? So then you wanna look at your ACoS. Now, if the ACoS is say 30%, okay? And you're still pushing, it's still selling. Great, keep your target at 30%. So first step is ACoS, is true ACoS. Second step is ACoS target. And sometimes, like I said, if you're gonna be selling, I don't know, organic, uh, I don't know, conditioner, you might need to be at an 80% ACoS just to keep up and just to try to push product and get in front of people because you're competing so much and the clicks are so high. Um, so running automatic campaigns many times will give you some kind of like organic feedback of where the ACoS needs to be at. Um, kind of like where it settles itself. Some products will settle themselves at like 18% ACoS. And then you know you, you can probably be at an 8% with, you know, well-run manuals. Um, but when the numbers add up, then you look at the ACoS and you say, all right, so I, I, I did, I followed a bunch of YouTube instructions or whatever, and I, and I set up my campaigns, 
it's, it's good. I'm adding keywords on a weekly basis. I'm removing keywords, I'm increasing and decreasing bids um, as they match up to a cost. So I got 10 keywords, screwdriver, red screwdriver, screwdriver with a handle, screwdriver for this or that. And each one, there's a cost per click. There is a um, bid and there's the A cost on that number. So um, say we, it was at 30% total, right? The whole campaign, the whole portfolio was at 30% and everything's balanced. So there's no need to rethink it. 30% is good. Let's keep it at 30. So let's create a target of 30. Say you want to feel a little, you want to go a little aggressive next month. So you say, you know what, let's raise it. At 30 was okay. It was profitable. Let's raise it to 35%. What you got to do is when that keyword red screwdriver is at 68% ACOS for the last seven days, you want to decrease that bit. Vice versa, right? The word yellow screwdriver in broad, in that broad campaign is at, I don't know, 22% ACOS for the last seven days. Great. Increase it above the suggested bid. So it's a 22 cents. Amazon is suggesting 78 cents. You had a 22% ACOS. Hey, Go, go up with your bid, increase your bid above what Amazon is suggesting, and you should be well positioned to continue to, to push and sell on that keyword. Um, so just to summarize, you're yeah. basically saying, hey, first look at your overall, your total, your true ACOS, which is the percentage of how much you spent in your ad spend compared to your total sales. And then you can go, okay, well, if I, if I spent $700, but I had $7,000 in sales and I'm at 10%, that's cool. But then you're going into your individual campaigns and you're taking a look at the individual A costs in each of the campaigns. And if it's near your target, right? And if your target is 30%, well, if you've got one keyword that's at 60%, you might want to lower that one. It's not doing so good for you. And if you've got others that are below your target, well, you got some room then to move that up. Exactly. And then, and then the other thing is budget, right? So you do the same thing with your daily budget. So typically if, if it's moving well at a certain part of the day, if you're conservative like I am, and you're not just putting $500 on daily budgets per campaign, and don't forget, you're going to have multiple campaigns per portfolio. So you, let's say you started with $10 a day or $20 a day. It's 12 o'clock, right? You're out of budget. So what do you do? Well, you got to look at that ACOS. So if your ACOS is at Again, it's at 29%, your, your target is 30%, your target is 35%. Yeah, increase, increase the, the budget. And Amazon's suggestions on budgets usually are pretty good. Um, it's funny because the formula that we used, uh, about 18 months ago or so, Amazon started implementing, giving you that suggested budget. Um, we had a precise formula that I came up with that, and I'm, I'm terrible at math. I, I failed every single math test that I ever took and somehow I came up with a formula that decided exactly how much budget you should add. I don't know how it worked. I still don't know how it worked, but it worked. And Amazon, Amazon came up with that exact same formula. Um, so, when they're suggest so typically their suggested budgets are pretty good. So yeah, you got to do the same thing. Equals target, am I below or above? If you're above, bring, you know, bring it down. Below, bring it up. Got it. I love that advice. It's a good overall strategy to have. Now let's just talk about match types. Do you have a match type strategy and how do you use match types in your PPC? Yeah. So people kind of have these ideas about match types and they say, you got to take the auto and bring it into broad and then convert it over to exact and then flip it back into phrase. And then you're going to harvest, harvest it. And, 
Like, I don't even know what they're talking about. And I'm doing this for four or five years. I really don't know what they're talking about. So uh, let's, let's use the same uh, example because I think maybe it'll stick in people's head, right? So we've got a screwdriver, right? What are people using to search for the screwdriver, right? So one word might be screwdriver. Um, another word might be Phillips screwdriver. Another word might be, um, I don't know, long arm uh, screwdriver or long, I don't know what you call it. Uh, I was at Home Depot the other day. I got cut. So I, I, don't, I don't know tools very well. <laughs> so let's just say, right, you got, a, you, got a, you got a wood handle screwdriver and you got a Phillips screwdriver. Now, if I put the word in, um, in a broad, um, wood handle screwdriver. Now, that when I put that word in, in broad, I'm telling Amazon, I'd like for you to take this product and this search term, and I want you to match it up with pretty general search terms rela relating to this one. So if someone uh, puts in, I don't know, oak handle screwdriver or um, Phillips screwdriver, uh, I don't know, with, with a light, whatever it is, right? It's broadly related to my original word. Um, they'll show, they'll show my screwdriver and then the person might purchase it. If the person purchase it, uh, does, you know, he does go ahead and purchase it or she does go ahead and purchase it. We then come to a place where that broad search term just had a baby and the baby's name is, uh, I don't know, um, Phillips, uh, screwdriver with light, right? So number one, Hey, if you've got a lot of those with light gives you an idea, right? Hey, you probably should be uh, looking into sourcing a screwdriver with light, but it also allows you to take that word. Well, it's not a great example because yours does not have a light, but let's say it says um, Phillips screwdriver heavyweight, right? Take that word and repurpose it. So now you're taking that word, you're putting it into a broad, right? Because you know, it worked for you and maybe it'll have more babies. You put it into a phrase, which is closer to an exact, it could still create new words. Um, and then you put it into an exact. So you're always using all the different match types. Exact is never going to have babies, right? Because you're only advertising to that word, but broad and phrase will. So you're going to end up having a hundred keywords in each of them. And then there's going to be keywords that keep on going out and going back in. So if it, if, if you use the word, you know, with light and you got 10 clicks, but then people saw there was no light, right? So you had 10 clicks, zero sales. When you go through your reports, you'll see that. Maybe you'll turn it as a negative, right? Or you'll just remove it and maybe pause it in your dashboard. Once you pause it in your dashboard, it's never going to come up again um, unless you unpause it. So you want to use all the different match types and you want to do it in different campaigns. The number one mistake I see people do is they put it all in one campaign. When you put it into different campaigns, it allows you, so say broad uh, is doing better. That, well, number one, it gives you multiple ads, right? So you're running three campaigns instead of one, which Amazon tells you you're limited with two, but I, it's not true. Like you'll see them all advertising. They're all going to be um, spending more and doing better than if you had it in just one campaign. It gives you the potential to have more spots in that, um, you know, front of store. So, um, the reason, and then you want to have it in separate campaigns because say broad is doing better than phrase, right? And there, and there is no one that does better than the other. It, it always differs depending on the product um, and all that. So 
then you can you can have the broad control it at that 30% ACoS, right? And maybe throw more money at it because it's doing well and it's staying at 30% ACoS, let's say for this example, right? Exact might be at a 60% ACoS. So now you can keep all the exact words. You can keep them going, you know, lower the bids, lower the budget, but you're always fully diversified. You have all your eggs right there, um, all your wet tissues, right? They're all on the wall, every single one of them. And what, right? So one of them hits. Um, that's why you want to have a bunch of different campaigns. Then you want to take, um, when you pull your reports, right? So let's say we're going for that 35% target right now. You're pulling your, your, your search term report. A word that converted got you a sale, but is at a 70% ACoS. That's what it costed, right? It costed you, I don't know, $7 for a $10 sale. Um, you might say, I don't want to put that into my campaigns because I'm targeting 35%. But what you could do is you can take it and put it into a low bid campaign and have it run at, you know, 20 cents. So the reason it costed you 70% was because maybe your bid was, I don't know, 80 cents or a dollar. You take that bid and you bring it down to 20 cents. Even if you have, you know, 10 clicks, 15, 20 clicks, which usually 20 clicks should convert to a sale. And you had 20 clicks and you know, all you spent was four bucks. So you could be running low bid campaigns with all those um, keywords that are not converting very well. So there are all these different types of campaigns that you want to be running. I love all of your breakdown. It's very much in line with what Andy and I teach in the PPC masterclass. Uh, I love, I've never heard it before that broad and, and phrase have babies and exact doesn't, but it's a, it's a great way. That's a good analogy. It. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. <clears throat> love have it. have to me, Andy, if, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and you can use that, but yeah. Yeah, Joel, um, I like I like what you're saying. What a lot of people don't realize is they think that one match type is better than the other, and that's completely untrue. And that's why you have to test you know, every match type on every product because they're going to convert differently no matter what. I mean, <clears throat> there's been so many times where we're convinced that, you know, we have an auto ca uh, campaign and this, this keyword's converted over and over again. And we're like, oh, we're going to exact match that. And then right. it sucks. And then we go put a broad match in and that works great. So it's, it's really interesting right. how that plays out. And, and you, you could, you could, as you said, even start two different campaigns at two different bid types and have one that's bid higher and has a lower a cost. You know, there's so, I mean, there's so many moving parts here. The oh. biggest thing for PBC is just to test, test, test. I remember going, going back to that initial conversation that I had w when I was like blown away by this. And I remember thinking, oh, great. So it's an automatic campaign. Um, we get the exact word and now we're just exacting it all day long and it should work, right? It doesn't work that way. Amazon is the biggest marketplace in the world, or we think it is. India has got probably like 10 of them that are bigger and China, like we don't know. <laughs> we're not a little world here, but right, Ali, AliExpress or whatever they're called, they do different kinds of stuff happening. And there's, there are thousands and thousands of people walking around and each one of them will use way different language to ask for the same thing, right? So can I have a bag of popcorn? Can I have a box of popcorn? Can I have salted popcorn? Can I have caramel? Everyone's asking for different things. Um, for, you know, so there's no way to nail it down. It's not a science. It's, it's a living, breathing uh, uh, you know, market and you just have to roll with it. So I like, I like comparing it to... Say you walk into a store and um, let's say you go, to a, you go to a hardware store, right? I actually had a different example of mine, but I'm gonna go back to the screwdriver. 
and you you ask for uh, do you have one of those multi-use screwdrivers with different bits on it he's gonna be like um, yeah it's aisle seven on the right side right so you go to aisle seven right side buy it walk out right you show it to the cap next person comes in next day same thing do you have one of those multi-purpose screwdrivers with all different bits he says aisle seven right side we have a few of them right so you, so the person goes there buys that same one the same one that what the person yesterday bought third day at some point the seller says i recommend everyone's been buying this one i'm not sure why but we think this is a better product right obviously shopkeeper they know their product right but it's a good example of where amazon starts learning oh okay you're you know you're you're selling i don't know kitchen sponges right well this is the one that keeps on selling that's what it's all about so they're going to keep on showing your product so you got to look at ad spend as a way of really starting to convert organically and you're teaching Amazon, you know, this is what the customers want. And that's why um, as an organic business that you're running customer service, responding to reviews, you know, making sure things go out in proper, proper time and proper manner. And um, you know, your pictures are on point, everything's on point. You want to build a product that people are, you know, repetitively just coming to and buying. That's all I got. Oh. I'm cut okay. Let me hit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So what I was saying, uh, or, what, or what I wanted to go back to, Joel, is you kind of mentioned uh, your strategy for um, launching uh, with PPC. I'm just curious to know what your strategy is in terms of, you know, a new launch with PPC. So many people do it so many different ways. I just always like to inquire on that. Uh, you want to steal my secrets, don't you? <laughs> you don't have to give me everything. Just, you know, curious on, you know, just some basic, you know, yeah, yeah. guidelines. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no secrets here. So we, we, do, um, we do some research, right, um, to get the, the product, to know what the product is. And it's not too complex. It's a product, right? It's pretty, you know, one-dimensional. So we, we find out what the search terms are, and there's a lot of great tools, um, you know, for search term, I mean, including, including Amazon itself, Amazon suggested, which probably is the best actually. Right. And, um, then we want to know what the customer, um, what, you know, the seller, what do they want to spend on this for how long? Right. So everyone's got different thresholds. So we get us an amount. So we kind of have an idea and then we decide an a cost based on that idea. So if it's a brand new product, it's a little hard because we don't know where it's going to go, but let's say it's got already, it's got a sister product on the, their account. So then you get an idea. It's running at 30, 30% a cost. Maybe it's running at 15% a cost. So you kind of have an idea of what the regular for the product is, or it's a category that we're knowledgeable. So we know, you know, this should be running at, you know, this a cost let's go double, right? And sometimes the client will say, you know what? I don't care. Let's blow it out. Let's go to a hundred percent a cost. Let's go to 200% a cost for one month. Now within that month, there, there are stop gaps where you're checking and making sure that you're not spending $10,000 a week um, on, I don't know, 2000 in sales. So as long as you check that, you check yourself. So whatever the spend that was decided, so number one, aggressive spend, right? Um, which comes along with an aggressive ACOS, which comes along with aggressive bids, which comes along with more keywords added. Um, Basic structure for us is automatic, broad, phrase, exact, um, low bid, 
And then we have, depending if it's a new product, and if it's a new product, so we don't really know, uh, we'll maybe take a two keywords or three keywords and we'll create a, a ranking campaign. So, um, so if, if the product is that screwdriver and you want to rank for the word screwdriver and you look at the average bid is a dollar, we'll say, all right, we're going to create one campaign at, let's say, 100% ACOS and we'll put a bid of $2 for the word screwdriver in broad and phrase and exact, let's say, maybe two words in broad. So we have another campaign just pounding, pounding for those keywords. Um, that's our basic strategy. And then from there, uh, obviously, you know, good management and having a system that allows you to, um, you know, to continue to monitor it well and make sure that you're adding what you need to add and you're, you know, subtracting what you need to subtract. Absolutely. And I think what a lot of people miss on PPC, especially during a launch is the fact that, you know, unless you have a super niche product or you've done your, you know, homework really well and you've come up with something, you know, super trendy that doesn't take a lot of spend that nobody else has caught on to yet. You know, you got to be willing to go into the red. Like you said, you know, a month I would say is the minimum. I mean, we're in a, you know, super ultra competitive category ourselves. And so sometimes when we launch new products, we plan on going in the red for like three months sometimes just to hit it really hard because we're in the long game. And so many people on Amazon, the reason they fail with PPC is a run for two weeks, you know, to a month and they'll have this high A cost and then they'll give up and walk away from it uh, because they think that, you know, that it's, it's a losing battle, um, which is, you know, super short-sighted, you know, once you start doing the optimization on those campaigns, then that's when you start seeing the A cost coming down. So, um, yeah, so that, I mean, a lot of that depends on like what you're, how far-sighted are you and, and what your objective really is here? So if you go into building a tool brand and you know you have the capacity to sell, you know, 100,000 screwdrivers a year or a month or whatever, whatever it is. So go ahead and blow out the, the entire first container, the entire first shipment. Don't make a dime on it. Just blow it out because you know you're going to be in this business for the next three years. Um, where certain categories, you know the turnover is really fast. You know you can't really repeat this more than the next few months. So you really have to know where your position as a seller and you know where the product is. Um, we've got we've got clients that have literally five SKUs, and that's all they want to do. And I remember arguing with one of these clients, you know, a while ago, two years ago, I said, you know, you can't be in business just with these five SKUs. And he says, listen, these are all everyday kitchen products and there's no reason why mine can't be number one. And that's all he did was spend money on those products. And you know what happened? Uh, they ended up doing really, really well. And they do really well with five SKUs. And they, they add only like a SKU a year um, because they follow that method of we're going to spend, spend, spend. Obviously, the best pictures, the best videos, um, top notch on everything and really don't know the numbers, really know the quality of, I mean, if you got a really good quality premium product, you keep at it, you know, you're going to get somewhere. Um, but it all starts with the research, obviously, to know what kind of solution you're bringing to the market. If you're just doing another Me Too product, you know, there's no viability for a million sellers to continue to sell the same thing. So, yeah, if you know your numbers and you know the product, you know the category, by all means, you know, go as aggressive as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um how are you, um, you know, with, with uh, what, what's on everybody's mind these day, every, uh, days every day, which is the, you know, COVID-19 and, and all that uh, stuff. How are you uh, hedging against that for your clients? In other words, what, what has your strategy changed and, changed and if so, how? 
Yeah, so I through this whole process, so I, I'm not uh, any longer involved in the nitty gritty every day. Um, so from from the very beginning, I've been telling my account managers, let me know what's going on. I need to know what's going on, what what direction are things trending in, and of course, I log into accounts. I I you know check things out. Overall, we did really really well. Um, now, of course, some categories. Um, there's nothing doing there for whatever reason, right? So if you're selling, I don't know, um, jewelry, right? Or uh, party goods, you know, different products just really bombed. People aren't buying it, no strategy. So you gotta just lower your spend and just hang on. Um, of course, we had the problem with shipping to uh, FBA, which just affected everyone. We've had sellers who, you know, their employees would not come into work so they couldn't be shipping out orders fast enough but ultimately um, same strategy so if, if sales are low I mean a course is gonna go up so you just gotta hang tight control your spend and um, you know a lot of people did really really well and then when you do really well you got to make sure that you're not throwing away money so for example we have we have one guy that came out with um, rather not say the product but it was a product for, for, for COVID um, and like a safety product and like they, they, they literally just shot up right now we had an ACOS target of like 20% he was hovering at five right so when you're hovering at five percent that's because organically the product is just flying and you don't really need to spend that money so you got to make sure to bring that that ad spend down to I don't know like a one percent ad spend so you're doing a million dollars and you're only spending ten thousand dollars um, so, so when you do really bad, you got to constrict and you got to, you know, hold tight. Uh, when you do really good, you got to watch that spend, make sure that you're not, you know, even though it might look good and, uh, you know, another, another agency might say, yeah, that's, that's great. Oh, we're only at, you know, 5%, but ultimately it doesn't add up. And in general, that's a danger when there's a low A cost, like, like Amy mentioned before about low A cost keywords. Um, sometimes that it might be a brand keyword. So of course you want to protect your brand and, and bid on those, but you really want to watch for those really low A cost campaigns um, that your spend does not run away with you know some of your profits. Yeah, absolutely. You know when you spend run runs away with profits and they have babies, you know. <laughs> um. Any advice you want to give to sellers who are just starting out with Amazon PPC in terms of you know what they should be like learning first? Yeah, I would say they should listen to the first 30 minutes of this. <laughs> no, um, well, again, you got to know what your what your objective with spend is or your threshold, let's say what your pain threshold is, how much can you spend um, and still be comfortable, whether it's an investment in the future or whether it's right now on the margin. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a personal thing, right? And it's a financial thing. It, it all depends on, on how comfortable you are. Um, and then when you do that, make sure you have multiple campaigns set up. Very simple. If you don't, if you don't understand it, just automatic campaign. Um, make sure to add the negatives that, that are coming. Don't do it like in three days. When you're just launching, wait a month on an automatic to really see what's going on there. Um, on the manuals, I would say when you launch, every two weeks, pull the reports, add the keywords that converted. Um, don't add keywords that didn't convert. Don't worry about low bid. You'll do that another time. Um, and then increase and decrease 
on the dashboard for the words that are um, costing you too much or, or too little. That's really the gist of it. There's not much more. It's, you know, it's, it's not that difficult that, you know, like we make it to be. Yeah. Um, what do you think people uh, do wrong in terms of headline ads and product targeting ads? Um, I think people get caught up in the technical um, product ads and headline ads. It still comes down to the same, you know, uh, 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 what's the principles, right? <laughs> the same principles. It's, it's ad spend and it's, and it's sales. Now, depending where you are as a brand, right? Some brands, you might want to have those headline ads um, just as a way to drive uh, visibility and, and, you know, brand, um, you know, build your brand equity, get people to know what you're about. Now, uh, it's still Amazon and people still search for the high intent to buy. They're not really here to be, you know, blown away by your beautiful branding, uh, but it does help. It goes, you know, you know, when they, when they, when they call the, the um, like psychological selling, I don't know, they have all these words, right? It gets into you, creeps into your brain, into your consciousness. So headline ads, yeah, run them. So obviously you want to start with sponsored products because that's like, that's right there. That's, that's the end cap. That's, that's, that's the, you know, aisle four, you know, eye level, wherever Kellogg's gets their cereal, like that's where you want to be. Right. Um, but then yeah, run headline ads run ASIN uh, targets, you know, um, so you want to target for your competitors' ASINs. You want to be seen. Um, you want to run display ads. Want Amazon to run your, your ads when people are searching for it on Google. Um, so you want to do all those things, but watch your numbers. So with headline ads, you might say, okay, I'm more, I'm, because the nature of my brand, I'm building a brand, I'm building, you know, a brand that needs visibility and outside of Amazon um, for the long term. Okay, so if you had an ACOS target of 35% on sponsored products, go for a 70% cost. You know, you'll go a little out of your comfort zone because you do want to get that visibility. Um, but uh, yeah, the same principles, just it's gotta be profitable, it's gotta make sense. Nice. Uh, any favorite books, podcasts, motivational materials, things that you, uh, you know, listen to or are currently listening to or watching or, or learning from? No, uh, uh, I guess yours, right? Uh, I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not a learning type. Um, I'm hands-on and I just learn by my actions. Um, I don't, I don't watch or listen or read anything on Amazon. Um, even, even when I go to the conferences, I, I you know, MC, I speak at a lot of these things. I never, ever listen. Um, it's probably a bad thing, but I just, uh, I have no patience. Um, so <laughs> I would say like AB tests, you know, use a calendar and just play around and figure things out because ultimately, um, there is no clear path. Every product is different than even the same product, same package. Like I've had partners who've had, um, which is pretty smart by the way, you know, they, they, they would bring in same load, you know, package it differently and then have, or package the same, just go on the other listing, but, um, and then just have two, two accounts and sell it separately. And you'd see, you'd see, you know, major differences between the, the, the campaigns, between the two products that are literally the same thing. Um, ultimately there is no one clear path. So do a lot of AB testing to figure out what works for you. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. I always like telling people to turn dials, you know, that's the, 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 the winners on Amazon are the ones who turn the most dials. So I think that's great um, advice. 
Uh, Joel, let people know where they can find you. Uh, you know, feel free to tell them about, uh, you know, your, your LinkedIn, your podcast, you know, anything you want to share. Yeah. So my podcast had a lot of Amazon things at the beginning. Now we're more uh, in the, the tech space, the startup world. Um, it's the Joel show on all platforms. LinkedIn is Joel Wall, W-O-L-H. Um, and uh, PPC Revolution, this is ppcrev.com. And we've got boutiquecellar.com uh, as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find me, you can feel free to ask questions. I don't charge you for my time. And uh, I look forward to it. Awesome, Joel. Hey, thank you so much for uh, being here. And uh, as usual, guys, thank you for uh, coming on and, and uh, being with us here live. We really appreciate those. Let us know if you have any questions, guys, listening on the podcast. Uh, remember to join us live 1 p.m. on Tuesdays. You get to ask uh, people like Joel, the experts in the industry, uh, questions live uh, and, and get feedback right away, which is pretty epic, you know, rather than paying Joel for his time as a, as a coaching or a no. coaching call or something like that. Don't so do he, that. He won't even do that. See, he won't even do that. Free. Free. It's always free. (laughs) So uh, here's, here's where you guys can, can get all that great information. Um, And if you haven't yet, please subscribe uh, rate and uh, share the podcast with other people. We really appreciate it guys. We're growing month over month. And uh, you know, we love to hear back from you guys to let us know uh, what you want us to cover next. So thank you for that. And we'll see you guys next time on the seller Roundtable. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.